Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. As the title of this episode would suggest, Rach Talk's coming back. This is a little preemptive explanation, get your hearts ready, it's almost Rach Talk season. Now, if you're new around here and you haven't hung out with me in the Rach Talk format before, I mean, what could I tell you to expect? Uh, You are going to hear an episode about anything and everything. So usually when I do solo episodes, my intention is to be helpful, to talk about a topic that I think maybe you need to hear about, maybe I need to work through, but I'm always trying to sort of put something of worth out in the world. And really the only worth that comes up from a Rage Talk episode is just entertainment. This is the podcast that you're gonna listen to while you wash the dishes or take the dog on the walk or, you know, file your taxes. There's a conspiracy theory that Keanu Reeves is immortal. I'm only wearing underwire like a normal bra if I need it for an outfit, which I did and I forgot. Hashtag sorry, hashtag pig socks. Look at that. We will now be judging things based on a sliding scale of the rocks, okay? That's what this is for, because this is not, this is not going to, you're not going to take any notes. You don't need a journal for this one, because literally one of my topics of conversation today is Kim Kardashian, and that's what you can expect. Now, let's back up a little bit for my noobs, my newbies, my new friends, and let me tell you a little bit about this this rage talk thing. Many, many years ago, I used to create this weekly show, and you can't see me, but I'm using air quotes. I used to create this weekly show with my production partner, Jack. So every single week, we would just make a show about anything and everything. And it was ridiculous and it was a very low production value. And we just kept making them. I think they're legit hundreds of episodes. You can find them on my YouTube channel. You can find them on Facebook. But every single Monday, I would post a new episode of Rage Talk. And we, as always, had no idea what we were doing. We were just kind of screwing around and having fun. And weirdly, it developed a little bit of a cult following. And we did so many episodes and this was, we had no idea what we were doing. So it never occurred to us that we could have seasons, like that we could say, okay, we're going to do 20 episodes and then we're going to take a break. Jack and I didn't 
we had no idea what we were doing. So we just kept making episodes. And at some point we got super burnout and we took like four years off. And at the end of maybe last, I can't even remember when it happened. We decided to bring Rach Talk back. And once again, God bless you. God bless, you know, the fans on YouTube. The show about nothing and everything found its home again. People are loving it. We did a season. We took a break. And on Tuesday, next week, we're starting filming again. So in anticipation of Rage Talk coming back, I thought I would do a Rage Talk podcast. Now, the good news about that show is that I will always put the Rage Talk episodes here on the podcast. So you can listen to them. But if you want to watch them, you're going to head on over to my YouTube and you can grab the whole thing there. And it ends up being, I think, way more entertaining because Jack is such a talented editor and he adds graphics and explosions and you know animal and like background you think i'm making this up but legit he will get a green screen and by green screen i mean he'll get like a green sheet and then he'll do something amazing but we always have a lot of fun so if you're looking for something that is not gonna help you evolve as a human but will make you chuckle this is what we're dealing with it's coming back but until then this is a little conversation about whatever. I'm just pretending that you and I are girlfriends and we went to coffee, we did school drop off and then we met for coffee and we're chatting. Or funner option, we got a sitter for our kids and we went to happy hour. Either way, this is the kind of conversation, these are the things I wanna talk about and I will tell you, when I was making a list of what I wanted to talk to you guys about, I legitimately saved things because there are some things I'm so pumped to talk about that I have to save them for the video because I just know Jack will make them funnier. Spoiler alert, Encanto. Like I'm probably gonna do an entire episode on the, the magic of Encanto that I have seen at least 10 times already and that i will weep not a tear not like a gentle tear like weeping like something horrible has happened to me but what happened to me was that i was watching Encanto. so that's coming we're not going to talk about it now what we are going to talk about even though i know that this is old news but I haven't stopped thinking about it. And so I'm going to bring it up here. It's about Kim Kardashian. Now, let me give you a little backstory on me and the Kardashians. There is none. I have never seen an episode of the show. I get confused about who's who. I know Kim. I don't know. I don't know which name are the other two. Courtney and Chloe. I don't know which one's which. And then the two little girls, they're not little girls, they're grown women. Um, I don't know which I don't know which one's Kylie and I don't know which one's the other one. Kylie and Oh bless. Uh Kylie Jenner and Oh my gosh, what is her name? Kylie is the supermodel? Or is she the one that has the makeup? Oh, and what is her name? Kylie and 
quote, no. Wow. This is, I mean, this is the, this is the show today. The point is, I don't really know anything about them. So if you have a really strong opinion about the Kardashians, like if you freaking love and worship them, I hear, I'm here for that. And if you hate them, okay. I mean, I'm not really here for that. I don't believe in hating anybody. I just think like everybody gets to do what they do. But um, I yeah, I'm not, this is coming to you without any sort of preconceived whatever. But I saw in like, I don't know, a news report or something that Kim Kardashian passed the baby bar. Like the bar, there's the bar exam in California and then there's something called the baby bar, which I, it caught my attention because I had seen her interview on David Letterman. If you, you know, David Letterman has a show on Netflix called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. If you have not, if you're not watching that, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? It's so well done. It's so interesting. He's such a good interviewer. I love it. So I just really want to highly recommend that you check that out because it's fantastic. And the best episode, in my opinion, which is basically my entire knowledge of Kim Kardashian, is the episode he did with Kim. Whatever I thought about this woman, like on the ancillary, sort of this idea of who she was, was completely blown out of the water by that interview. She's so well-spoken. She's so intelligent. I uh, honestly, I was like, okay, girl, I don't, I'm not, I don't really know how to be her fan. I guess I could follow her on social or something, but I just really got why people dig her so much in a way I hadn't gotten before. So yay her. But in that interview, she talks about the fact that she is, I think it's called reading for the law. Oh, balls. That's definitely going to be the wrong um I think it's called reading. Well, I'm not going to look it up. You guys can Google it. You could become a lawyer by reading all the law books. <laughs> there is no way I'm explaining that correctly. But in the interview, she says it's how Abraham Lincoln like got his law knowledge is you don't go to school, but you do sort of read and test out of all the legal stuff. Okay, so she's been doing that for I don't even know how long which is amazing. That's amazing. Like, do you know how much money she has? Do you know, like she has, there's no reason to do that. Her dad was a really famous lawyer and he passed away. So I don't know, maybe there's some sort of familial, like she wants to do it in his memory. I don't know the why, but I just thought it was impressive. Like, hey, good for, good for her. Well, then I see this news report that she has passed the baby bar, which I think if I understand correctly, and I probably don't, is the exam that you take if you're reading for the law, not in law school, to sort of, you have to pass this exam in order to get to be a lawyer. And she passed it on her fourth attempt. And I just, keep thinking about how cool this is. I just keep thinking about number one, 99.9% .9 of the people in her position would never, 
would never. They'd be like, oh, I'm a gajillionaire. I'm gorgeous. I'm an international brand. I have a good billion followers. I got all these kids. I got to deal with Kanye as an ex. And now I think she's dating that one comedian from SNL who, despite not being attractive, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but to me, maybe some of you are like, yes, please, to that guy whose name I don't know right now. But <laughs> despite being, to me, very unattractive, he manages to date like the most beautiful women. So he must be hilarious or, uh, you know, he's doing something that's working. But she's got him. She's got all those babies. She got Kanye to deal with. She got her whole family. And in the midst of all that, she's decided that she wants to become a lawyer. And I just think it's so inspiring. And if that wasn't inspiring enough, my, now granted, my awareness of how to become a lawyer is based 100% on the movie Legally Blonde. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But it seems like studying for the bar and trying to pass that exam, that seems very difficult. And every time you attempt it, it's difficult. So to have done it four times before she got it, I just think is so damn inspiring. I just am inspired. Kim K, Kimmy, good job. That's all. I just wanted to talk about that because I just think, I don't, yeah, good for her. Like people would give up for a lot less like just get it girl that's all that's that's the report so if you need to be reminded to keep going even when things get hard you know kimmy kimmy passed the baby bar all right second thing i wanted to talk about to you which if you get my sunday email you already heard me say this but i care enough that i'm gonna say it twice also, if you don't get my Sunday email, you should. Every single Sunday, 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 I send out an email. It's written by me. And it's kind of like a Rage Talk episode. It's a little bit of anything and everything. But in a recent email, I was saying like, hey, these are my five things I'm loving right now. And one of them was the movie Being the Ricardos. Being the Ricardos is a movie based on the life of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and it's on Amazon, and this is not an ad, but I loved it. Loved, capital L, Ca all the letters, capital L, capital O, capital V, capital E. Let me break it down for you. Growing up, my favorite aunt, that's Aunt Linda, was a huge fan of I Love Lucy, and she watched it all the time. And I always spent time with her, so I watched it all the time. So I'm, I feel really confident I've seen, I'm not going to say every episode because I did a lot, but I've seen a lot of episodes of that show. And it's just comic mastery. I mean, I'm not even talking about the movie yet. I'm just talking about Lucille Ball. There wasn't another woman 
doing what she was doing back then, the physical comedy that she did, it just was, it, she was groundbreaking for her time. And of course, as a little girl, I had no idea, but I can look back now and understand what a huge deal it was for a woman to headline a show. And what they say in the movie that is so wild, it just gives, if you're a fan of the original, like you'll love this movie. But what they say in the movie to give you context is the example they use at the beginning is like, if there's a number one show on television right now, you know, 15 million people are watching it. I Love Lucy, every single episode, it was like 60 million people watched it as it came on. That's wild. I don't even know how many people were living in the US at that time, but I'm gonna guess that's like every television set was I Love Lucy. That's huge. So the movie is based on a week in their life. And I already would have watched it because I love her. But what pushed over the edge for me is that the movie's written by Aaron Sorkin. Now, if you're not a movie nerd, Aaron Sorkin has a really specific writing style. And if you watch his movies enough, you'll you'll catch it. It's really fast dialogue. It's really smart. Um, he did The West Wing. If you guys loved that TV show, he did Molly's Game. He did The Social Network. So all of those like really fast paced, you know, back and forth were just, it's just dialogue mastery. And so it was about Lucy. I was in. It was about Aaron, or it's written by Aaron Sorkin and directed by him. I'm in. But the like push it over the edge for me is Nicole Kidman, who I don't really have, I don't have a love for Nicole Kidman. I don't have a hate for Nicole Kidman, but I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan, but I don't dislike, like I just, she's like vanilla ice cream. She's like, whatever. She's toast. But you cannot deny that the woman is an incredible actress and is basically in like she is working harder today. I, what isn't Nicole Kidman in? Okay, so just that's fine. That's cool. Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. I'm here. I feel like there might have been some other maybe cooler actresses to take it on, but she's phenomenal. But then finally, the icing on this cake, and it is a oh, is it an icing, is Javier Bardem. I mean, I, because I watched it with my boyfriend and I told him, I was like, I, respectfully, I love you. You are so sexy. I'm here for all of this. You didn't see me, but when I was doing all of this, I was like imagining his beauty in front of me. Uh, so I told my boyfriend, I'm like, I love everything about you. But just so we're clear, if Javier Bardem ever looked over at me in his accent and was like, do you remember that scene in Eat, Pray, Love? Y'all remember that? Julia Roberts, Javier Bardem, based on Elizabeth Gilbert's incredible book. But there's that scene in the movie where he says something so sexy. I don't even remember the exact line, but I do remember that my toes literally curled. He says, like, the whole thing is that she's sort of been skirting around whether or not she's going to fall in love again. 
and she doesn't know how she feels and blah 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 and then there's this scene where Javier Bardem's like okay okay Javi okay I'm here you didn't ask for me because you're with Penelope Cruz how beautiful must their children be but I'm just saying guys what is not to like oh you know who else is in the Ricardo's movie um my favorite uh oh god what is his name it's like a letter a letter something (laughs) his name is holy smokes his tk simmons he's got to be one of the best actors that exists today in my opinion and the two things i can think of him if you haven't if his name's not ringing a bell he's the dad in juno and that Juno's one of my top three favorite movies ever he's the dad in juno and he's the really horrible brutal monster of a human who is the teacher in that movie about a drummer what is that movie called oh god okay i don't remember the movie right now but do you remember it like got nominated it might have won an oscar and it was that kid who's really cute who's coming out in the next top gun movie I'm just the, this is the worst. When we tape this with Jack, this is when he'll like put in video footage of what I'm actually trying to say and the names of people in the actual movie. I don't got any of that. But all I'm saying is TK Simmons is amazing and he plays Fred. So you got Lucille Ball played by Nicole Kidman. You got Desi Arnaz played by Javier Bardem and you got TK Simmons playing Fred as in Fred and Ethel. And Ethel's great too, but I have no idea who that actress is, but good for her. She's great. So it's really well done, you guys. And I mostly like 99% of what I'm going to watch is going to be like a rom-com. I'm not going to lie. If I'm watching a movie, I want it to make me laugh. I want it to bring me joy. But this is not funny it's actually pretty sad at some parts but oh my god it's so good and i loved it because it showed how much like how instrumental lucy was in that show being what it was i really felt like they gave her props so that's my recommendation and since we're talking, I know this sounds like an ad for Amazon. It's not. But since we're talking about Amazon movies, I did also just remember another Amazon that I loved, which was the Cinderella movie. That's really old. That came out like in the summer, perhaps. But if you haven't seen that one, that is the rom-com you need. Okay, let me just, okay, let's just let allow me to cast a vision for you. So... Cinderella, as played by Camila Cabello, and Stepmother is played by, oh, Rachel. Oh, hold on. I've got it. It's like on the tip of my tongue. She is the one that John Travolta messed up her name and called her like Adele Nazim. Her name is India Menzel. Menzel slash voice of Elsa in Frozen. So that's the stepmom, Camila Cabello Cinderella. Um, The queen is played by 
Minnie Driver, adorable. The King is played by Pierce Brosnan. I do not care how old that man is. I don't care. He is always going to be fine. For the kids who are listening, fine was a term that we used to describe like a specimen of a man or a woman. Like fine today means like, oh, it's fine, whatever. It's neither here nor there. It's okay. But in yesteryear, when I was a teenager, fine was like, oh, damn, he's fine. And Pierce Brosnan is going to be fine until the day he dies. You know why? Because he's always going to be Remington Steel. And if you are too young to know what that means, I'm sorry for you. Back to this movie. So it's Cinderella. We've all seen Cinderella a million times. And to be honest, I watched it to support Camila because I was like, hello, I know you. You have a movie. I want to be able to tell you that you did great. But I was kind of like, who cares? Like, it's Cinderella, who cares? I'm, oh, I hate to even say that. I'm not trying to be mean. But like, we've all seen Cinderella a billion times. Here's why you care. Because the movie is written and directed by Kay Cannon. Why do we know her? Pitch Perfect, y'all. That's why we know her. She created Pitch Perfect, which is easily, I have seen that movie easily 100 times. It is the movie that me and my kids watch and we don't know what else to do. We watch Pitch Perfect. Uh, It is joyful. It makes me happy. People are singing. I am here for it. So I don't know why it didn't occur to me going into Cinderella that it was a musical because I'm just dumb. I had uh, clearly. Oh, you know who else is in it? Billy Porter playing the fairy godmother. Yes. It's just, oh, everybody's in it now that I'm thinking about it. There's so many cameos from celebrities. It's so well done, you guys. I'm not just saying this. Here's the final, the cherry on the top of this movie. It's a musical, which is like fine. I'm sure it's going to be great, except that all the music are songs you know. So it's songs like from the radio, like the very, the movie opens on this scene, like this beautiful scene in like a village or whatever and they all start singing rhythm nation janet jackson rhythm nation which was the moment that i realized oh my god all the songs in this i'm gonna know it's like you're watching a musical for the first time but you're gonna know all the songs which is my dream i think there's like maybe two songs that are original but even those are really good so and it's like a different storyline than you've seen before it's like cinderella wants to be a dress make she wants to be like a designer like a fashion designer she does she's not trying to find a man she's not trying to find a prince she doesn't need anyone to complete her she's trying to start a business okay she's trying to grow her 401k not really there aren't 401ks in the movie it's just really cute so i'm giving you two options both on prime one, you're like, that. they're probably going to win an Oscar. And the other one, they're going to win a People's Choice Awards. Either way, you're welcome. You have something to do this weekend. All right. What? Oh, what else happened 
is that I got my nails done yesterday. My big sister was a nail technician for, oh God, 20 years. Oh, she's going to kill me. Maybe not that many. 15, a long time. And Christina, that's my big sister, she went to beauty school when I was like a sophomore in high school. And she was going to school to get her nail license. And so she would practice on me. And so I got acrylic nails and I'm using the term acrylic nails generously. And if she's listening to this, she will laugh. Every single nail on my fingers somehow looked like a toenail. It was like her first or third time trying it out. It did not look good, but I loved it because I was like, look at me with these fabulous long nails. So I had that for half a minute in high school. But even after I took off the acrylic toenails, I still have always loved getting my nails done. When I was first newly married, I remember, it's like so funny to me as a side note real quick. I was going to tell you that I remember when he my ex-husband, but we were like newly married. And he was like, we have enough money in the budget for you to get your nails done once a month. And I was like, hot damn. I never had gotten my nails done with any consistency because it was just sort of like here and there whenever I had extra money. But I remember thinking like, oh my God, I can get my nails done once a month. This is amazing. As a quick side note, it occurs to me in retrospect that I had a full-time job that made like a very similar amount of money, like I was making good money. And this is why it's important, just as a side note, if you're in a relationship where you're sharing finances, you must be involved in the finances. You must, you must, you must. I'm not going to go serious. We're not going to talk about all the things that can happen to you when someone else is in charge of the finances. But I'm just having this like epiphany right now. I could have afforded to get my nails done twice a month. Or I could have done a lot of things that didn't involve my husband telling me what my budget was for my salary. And that is a side note that we're not gonna get into right now. But just, let me just put that little seed in y'all's ear. You need to know what's going on with your finances. I don't care how, just be a grown up, know what's what. Anyway. That was the first time I started getting my nails done consistently. It was like the greatest thing in my life. I loved it. If any of you are also big fans of getting your nails done, it just makes me feel like my life is together. You know what I mean? Like every single other thing on my person can be in disarray. But if my nails are done, it's all gonna be okay. Like I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm doing this podcast and I can see my reflection. My roots are so grown out right now. And I have a lot of gray hair. I'm 39 years old. Both my grandma and my grandpa on my dad's side, fully like white hair. And I think if I had the courage, I or I will have the courage someday, just gonna let it go white, but we're not there yet. But I have a lot of gray hair. 
and my roots are dark, so they show up. So I should go get my roots done. But I discovered root spray years ago, and I will use like a whole bottle of that stuff before I go get my hair done. This is the this is the glory of an ombre hairstyle that you can just keep on spraying your center part. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you guys, there's lots of brands. I use Bumble and Bumble. Brownish is the color. It's like, imagine a little like, um, like a spray bottle. No, what is it called when graffiti? Your spray paint. Imagine spray paint, but you put it on your hair. Ugh, saves you a trip to the salon. This, that looks crazy right now. My nails look fabulous. I got them done yesterday. Very exciting. Why is it so exciting? Because I took six weeks off with nothing on my nails. I went au natural. And I'm sort of embarrassed that I just said au natural because that sounded ridiculous. But at the end of the year, coming into the new year, I was like, dang, when is the last time? It must have been in COVID lockdown that I didn't have anything on my nails. And I just felt like they were getting really, like they needed a break. And so <laughs> for all those weeks, I didn't have anything. And every time I looked at my hands, I was like, oh my, oh, this is so, oh, I just... I want to be the person that's like, I'm I'm a natural nail. I don't think I have the nails to pull it off. I think someone who can have natural nails and it looks like really beautiful and chic, it's a different nail than I've got. It's like those people who can shave their head. Remember when Demi Moore shaved her head? She got a head to pull it off. She's got the head shape. She's got the bone structure. I'm pretty positive I do not have either one of those things. And apparently I don't have the nails required for pretty natural nails because I was doing everything. I was taking biotin, I was doing the cuticle oil, I was filing, I was what, and it just still looked sad. So yesterday I was like, all right, I've had a full outgrowth, like the nail has fully grown from the nail bed to the top part. We're clear, everything's feeling strong and healthy. Let's go back in and jack them up. And they are so pretty. You know when your nails are like one day old and you're just, yes, yes to this. My favorite color, thank you for asking, is an OPI. Obviously, I love OPI because it's what my sister loved when she was in nail school. So I'm 39, still rocking only OPI. But it's an OPI. It's from the Hello Kitty collection. And it's called Let's Be Friends. And I get so many compliments. It's like, I wish there was a video. It's like a light pinky. It's not pink. It's not white. It's somewhere in between. But it's the kind of color that makes your hands look tan, even if they're not. I get all kinds of compliments on it. It's called Let's Be Friends. Not an ad. There are no ads in this show. I mean, there's ads because it's a podcast, but none of the things I'm talking about am I getting paid for. But it would be nice. I've said for like a decade that OPI should sponsor me, but they're like, we're doing fine. We don't need your endorsement. I did for the longest time have this vision that I was going to have an OPI line. Now, if you're familiar with OPI, 
I don't know why I'm saying their name so much, but if you know them, you know they have the best names for their nail polish. And I always wanted to have a line that was like for me. And one color that I know for sure I would want in my OPI line would be like a cool light blue and it would be called Chambrace Yourself. So I'm a big fan of Chambray, which is like a light wash denim for those of you who don't call it that or maybe in other countries you don't call it Chambray. But OPI is all about the pun for their name. So mine would be Chambrace Yourself. Ugh, give me a call, OPI. Send me an email. I'm ready. I'm ready to take that on for you. That is what is happening with my nails. I am pretty excited to go skiing this weekend. I am, it's my son's 15th birthday. And I, maybe right now you're like, oh my gosh, Rach, I didn't know you were a skier. I am not. I have been one time that was 15. No, not 50. No, probably before he was born. So I don't know, 16 years ago. And I want to be a skier. In fact, I want to be a snowboarder. Here's another movie for you guys. Dear Rider on, on Netflix. It's a documentary about the creator of Burton Snowboards. It's so good. But I just fell in love. This like family skiing and it's like, their family history through videos and photos for like 30 years while skiing or snowboarding. And I was like, I want, I want to be that family. So that was my vision, but I have, I, I don't know. I think you grow up skiing or you don't. And my boyfriend is European. So he skis and like fancy skiing, like, Oh, we spend every new year's in Switzerland and blah, blah, blah. He has a much prettier accent than that. But he skis. And so it was like, oh, let's do something fun for the big guy for his birthday. So we're going to go skiing. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I did get a pair of those like ski pant overall things that they're not very excited. They're just black. They're not like I wish they were like a bright color or something fun. But pretty excited to wear overalls in the snow and, you know, try and go down a mountain. I'm taking lessons. So I'm taking lessons with my kid. So that should be hilarious. And that's, you know, we'll see, guys. The point is we're going to go have an adventure and maybe I'm going to become a skier. It would really work out well because my big goal for 2022 is to stop being such a weenie. Uh, on uh, after New Year or New Year's Day, I took a walk with my love, and we we're looking out at the ocean, and we were talking about our goals for the year. And I was like, I just want to stop being a weenie. I am such a weenie about cold, about anything that feels scary or any situation where I feel like I'm going to be physically hurt, which is basically everything. Like I'm so brave. You, I'll get on stage and talk to 20,000 people for five hours. Zero problem. Not nervous at all. In fact, I was talking to my team today. We're working on 
We're working on a little tour, guys, so get excited. More details later. But working on a tour, we're talking about different cities, blah, blah, blah. And we were mapping out what it would be and how long it would be. And they were like, oh, you know, like, do you think um, you can, like, three hours, like, that is that, that's a lot. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, at three hours? Oh, three hours of hilarity and comedy and joy and talking to women and peeing our pants because we're laughing so no this is uh, i rise conference is three days three hours easy peasy lemon squeezy so i'm not scared of stuff like that i'm not i'll go take a meeting with anybody and i won't be intimidated but i am terrified of the idea of putting like a blade on my foot and running over ice i'm just gonna put oh you want me to like glue these sticks to my feet and then slide down the side of an icy mountain. That sounds terrifying. But the goal is that we're not going to be such a weenie. Hashtag don't be a weenie. That's my personal hashtag for this year. So I'll keep you guys posted. I'll let you know what happens. Assuming that I live, I will be back on Tuesday and we're going to start taping Rage Talk episodes. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation about anything, everything, and nothing at all. This is Rach Talk on the Rachel Hollis Podcast. And if you want to watch video versions of Rach Talk, you can find them on my YouTube. Be sure and subscribe so you get a notification every time I post a new episode. And I'll see you later in the week, guys. Have a good one. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Rachel Hollis. The show is produced by Sterling Coates and edited by Andrew Weller.